let's get scratching. We got an explosive broadcast coming to you. Listen up. Sega games, just keep playing them. Sega! We're back. It's the Sega Bit Swinger Report Show. Live. Get ready for Sega interviews and news. Hello and welcome to the Segabit Swing Report Show Live. I'm Barry, and on this very special first episode of the new year, we are actually going to be looking back at the previous year. Yes, this is the favorite and most disappointing Sega and Atlas games of 2022. Now, if you are a longtime uh, Segabits reader, back before there were videos, we had written articles. And these would go out yearly. We would pick our favorite games of the year, George and myself and uh, various writers. And um, now it's the future is video. And <laughs> but uh, we're still doing these. We're now keeping them on the Swing and Report show. Um, and so I, I mentioned George. Is he, is he here? I hear sleigh bells. Here he is. Oh, wait, no, that's, this is not the Christmas episode. Hey, George. Hello. Hey, how's everyone doing? Oh, they're doing uh, great. I'm not... I'm, I'm... There you go. It was delayed. Delayed. A little delayed, right? A little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah. Um, 20, I don't know. Today's been a kind of, this has been a weird year for like Sega talk, right? Like at Sega, like for the whole year, like the biggest game they had was Frontiers. Um, right. The Atlas games have been all ports. And, uh, Sega, on the other hand, hasn't really done that much Yakuza stuff either, right? No, in fact, the only Yakuza title to come out was um, DLC for Lost Judgment, so right. not even right. technically uh, Yakuza. And actually, you, you bring that up, what what did come out this year, and over on the Segabits forums, yes, we still have forums in operation, there's only... A handful of people that use them still, <laughs> as well as a bunch of Russian spam bots. Um, oh, yeah. But what what I love about the forums is that unlike uh, a Discord, where it's not, we don't own it, it's not on our server, things could get deleted or lost, on our, on our website, for the little kids watching, forums are basically like Discord, but it, it, it doesn't move, right? It like starts at the top and then you just add to it. And there's pages. Sticky notes. Sticky yeah, notes. like sticky notes. Um, but yeah. we have a very devoted member. I think he actually used to be on the uh, Sega forums. His name is Berto. And he has consistently, he even has a new list for this year. He keeps these awesome lists where it is every game coming out officially from Sega. And I'm not talking about just like a handful. I'm talking about every single game, even ones I wasn't even aware of. So... Just strolling through, back through time here, like, yeah, Sonic at the Olympic Games Tokyo 2020, no Mario. This was a mobile game that came out. I completely forgot that this came out. Uh, There's titles like Sin Chronicle, and he has them uh, grouped by platform. So this is, of course, uh, mobile. So we had Sonic Dash Plus. We had a lot of, like, mobile ports of console games, like Company of Heroes Collection, 
Streets of Rage 4. So, you know, no real heavy hitters here, Football Manager 2023. But then you get into the PS4, PS5. So House of the Dead Remake, Wonder Boy Collection, um, Sonic Origins. And then you get some bizarre ones like uh, Shika Banegurai no Bokenamishi Cadavers for Dinner on PS4. And that was published by Sega Asia, <laughs> like only and, in uh, Asia. Let me guess. It's a card game. Yeah, I don't know what it is. It looks like a cooking like RPG. It looks kind of cool, actually. Um, Ported. Yes. The Switch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then there's um, Two Point Campus, which was actually a very oh, yeah. big title to release. Uh, PSO2, New Genesis. It just, the list goes on and on. Tons of Wonder Boy ports, both old titles and new titles. Of course, Sonic Frontiers, and then you get to the Switch, it's a lot of more of the same. There was a Miku game that came out called Hatsune Miku Jigsaw Puzzle. Isn't she cute? Is that what uh, it's called, or, or is that just commentary by you? That's me doing the, the pizza guy, remember uh, that? It's Hatsune Miku, oh, isn't yeah. she cute? Oh, so, yes, you know, yes, I, yes. I could scroll on and on, but it's just insane the amount of stuff that actually did release this year, but we just, you know, we don't think of all these ports we don't think of all of these smaller titles published titles uh bayonetta 3 technically counts because it's sega owned so yeah i'm i'm just very quickly scrolling through this but as the people at home can see like it actually has been a very busy year for sega even though you know you could sit back and just look at a handful of games like even ports so judgment and lost judgment both came to pc uh, oh, arcade yeah. titles. Yeah. There was Men in Black. So, you know, Angry Birds. <laughs> you know, lots of wild stuff here. But, um, yeah, so going, getting into it, you know, as as they do at the Oscars, they always kick off with, I think they, it was like Best Actress. Like, they always try to get people from turning away. So we are going to uh, actually kick things off here with the... Most disappointing Sega game of 2022. And we say most disappointing because we don't like to say worst. That's a little AVGN-y. You know, like, oh, I want to I wanna shit on this game. You know, like that sort of thing. Like, oh, I'd rather stick my head in a porcupine's, you know, that sort of thing. Like, I don't butthole. Butthole, yeah. yeah. I don't know. what. I think all buttholes are the same, though, right? Dirty, probably. I don't yeah, know. Do you think there's like pristine, clean bubbles? Pristine. I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> uh, so, without further ado, drum roll, please. Barry's most disappointing Sega game of 2022 is. The House of the Dead Remake. And I don't have. Oh. A, I don't have boo sound effects, so I'll have people clap for me here. Um, but yeah, this one, it just, like, and I have it here, I own it, it's actually a very solid release, like, I don't know if you picked this up, but it's like, uh, yeah. uh, like a die-cut cover of dead creatures coming through a door, there's a lenticular card, it's actually really nice, like, these little, The graphic um, designer is pretty awesome, they made those. Yeah, yeah, they did a fantastic job, like, the art... The logos, I mean, but then you look inside and it's just like flat background, no no reverse printing. But still, like, 
at, at least the presentation alone is very, very nice on this. But the game itself just really fell short for me. Like, the fact that it released and had so many bugs and issues. Like, I, I recall someone saying there were, like, spelling errors and things. And the controls just didn't work. And to be quite honest, I think it's because current video game technology does not uh, suit light guns anymore. I honestly think the light gun genre is essentially dead. And I don't think we can keep it alive with mo- uh, with switch gyroscope controllers. You know what I mean? Like, the only way it really works well is with PlayStation Move, and that's a niche. Now, you're a PlayStation right. boy. Ha- have you... Uh, do you own the Move? Are you on the Move? It's, okay, first of, first of all, it's, it's Sony man, not Sony boy... And the, yeah, I have move controllers that I use for the VR. So you can now use them with the VR. And I know that the new VR is going to get more precise controllers, but it's not out yet. I think VR is probably another way to revive these kind of v, uh, light gun classics because the, now the new controls are getting more precise. I just feel that, like that's kind of where they have to go because, this, like you said, the Switch does not work. It's not precise enough. It's very laggy and choppy. Right, right. Yeah, it's just, it's like, I don't know. It's like a gimmick. It, it. I don't know. It just, the, the fact that a, a light gun should be the go-to way to control it, and it actually controls a little bit better with the uh, D-pad or with the analog pad, like, it, it doesn't work for me. Like, I don't know. Like, for example, Sega Age's um, Space Harrier. There's a mode where you can hold the Joy-Con and move it around like it's a joystick. And that's just a fun little extra. But imagine if that's the de facto way to play the game. They're like, here comes Sega Age's Space Harrier. Get out your Joy-Con and move it around. It kind of works. And I don't... I just... I don't know. And and I I don't know if they're going to be making a sequel to this. I know they talked about making two. I also know that uh, this same team isn't this the one doing um, Panzer Dragoon? Like I don't. Yep. I don't know if they're even going to make Panzer Dragoon Zwei. Like maybe they are, but it just it seems like it's it's these are big name IPs and their remakes are just kind of like okay. And I think they deserve more than that. It's it's rough. I don't know. Like we've got some comments here. So um, backyard Targus Tardis <laughs> says, "Man, lots of disappointing games this year. Sonic Origins is so close to greatness, and there really is no reason for it to not hit. Uh, it's my most disappointing." But then we have Ross here who says, "Man, that light gun truth hits hard, but it's true. Giant plastic gun peripheral peripherals just don't exist anymore." Loved what they did with the Wii Zapper, but that was over 10 years ago. Yeah. I mean, I honestly think uh, light gun games started to die out with um, Confidential Mission. Remember that? When Columbine happened mm-hmm. and then Dreamcast uh, was coming out and Sega made it so that they didn't create, they didn't uh, release the guns in America. Third parties did, and they would also lock out imported guns from the American games. So you couldn't mm-hmm. even use official Japanese Sega guns on American Sega games. It was it was just, I don't know. And then the fact that Sega was really the 
all-in light gun company at that point, and they started to walk away from it, I think that was kind of the death of the genre. Like, Wii Zapper works well, but Nintendo doesn't seem like the company to really keep light gun gaming alive. That's just me. And uh, they also... uh... They had Virtual Cop 3 not ported onto Xbox, but it never came out. Right, yeah. There was, there's was. there been a lot of light gun games since in arcades, and I think that's where they live now. You know, we don't get Virtual Cop 3. We didn't get um, House of the Dead. What what didn't make it? Scarlet Dawn, obviously, but I think 4 also did not release. No, 4 did make it to the PS3, but that's right. about it. Um, they didn't, like bring it over to the PS5 or PS4 or anything like that. So um, let's jump back into disappointment, George. So I'm going to give you a drum roll. So I'm going to say George's most disappointing game is... Wait. There we go. Sonic Origins. I have to agree with Backyard Tardius. I think this game is one of those things where it's like it's so easy to be perfect and somehow they like did all these little nitpicky things that started adding up to like why why are you doing this like like the way it was monop uh, monop they're charging for everything they're like charging you for the videos they're charging you for this little thing and they even got the developer upset and they came out and talked about it that's that's really bad i would say and um, so I would say that's disappointing. I think the game itself is good. Just feels like there's some sort of stain on the release where it could have been perfect. What's your thoughts on that? Yeah, I did not like the tiered release structure. I know a lot of people did not like the um, breakdown tr- chart that they did. It was very confusing. Like I've backed uh, Kickstarters that were a little made a little more sense yeah. with like, but that's what it felt like. It felt like a Kickstarter. They were like, oh, if you back us at the ultimate tier you get to control the camera during the menu like it was a mix of weird decisions like that with with the little digital bonuses and the fact that what the digital bonuses were were so mundane that they should have just baked been baked into the base game like moving the camera around little characters dancing in the corner during the sound test like why are these things being held off from the main game like even i uh, held off on purchasing it during the Xbox sale over the New Year's just because I was like, well, I would get the base game for 20 bucks, but then I got to get the DLC because it kind of annoys me to be missing all these little things. Um, the game itself, though, what is there, I think is good. I think is probably even great. It's just that the the rollout for it was kind of a mess. And on top of that, when the game came out, you remember, the sound test was all messed up. Remember that? Like all yeah, the right, the track right. titles. And I'm like, if you guys are truly supersonic fans, and I'm talking about the uh, staff um, on the Western side, you know, like I've, like if an Aaron Weber was still there going through this stuff, he would immediately be like, that's not Doran to Summer. That's the wrong song. But it just kind of made me pause and think about all the people that are handling the Sonic brand in America right now. And I'm like... I know they are playing this game. I know they're not playtesters, but I know there's staff at Sega playing this game. You're not catching this? Like, this is weird. And for me, the biggest penalty on this game was Sonic 2. Because Tails would get lost 
and the architecture of the the game, and he wouldn't come back and join you. Remember that? Right, right. Right, and Sega had sent me, well, they sent us a couple review copies, but they all came like a day after the game released. But oh, sweet. They, they were like, oh, review it. And I was, well, first off, I, I had COVID at the time, so I, I kind of had to delay it. Secondly, I, I realized that that Sonic 2 bug, it just, I couldn't play the game. And I also, I mean, this is me kind of showing my fanboy card and Sega fan site card. I delayed the review because I didn't want to give it a lower score for the Tails thing. I'm like, well, if they fix it in a, a patch, then I'll review it. And then I'll be happier, they'll be happier with a little better score. And they did fix it, and I have yet to review it. So it's kind of like, um, I don't know. But it's strange because I remember we did this uh, Favorite Games back in 2012, 2013. And you and I said that our favorite games were actually the uh, Sonic Taxman 1 and 2 iOS ports. And we were like, man, what a shitty year where we are saying our favorite Sega game of the year are mobile phone ports and right and and yet at the time those were like fantastic and they're here now they're in the game they stripped out a little bit of what made them special i think uh i think adding that coins mode and making that the only way to play at 16 by 9 was a mistake i think um what was the other thing they did oh they stripped out the uh proto palace zone which is like such a, a minor thing, but it's like a little Easter egg. And I have to wonder, did they take that out because Sonic Team were like, no, no, no. Or were th- were they like, they took it out because some sort of bug caused it to not appear in the game even though it's there. You know what I mean? Like there was a mm, little, yeah. there was a small level of like, I don't know. It, it was very clear that the work was handed off to another team. And because of that, they would implement Drop Dash into the the newer games, but it wouldn't work properly, and it would break some things within the game. I think that's why Tails actually would not appear, and he'd get stuck in the architecture because apparently the Drop Dash implementation like messed it up. And uh, know. you know what's weird too? Yeah, this game is for hardcore old school retro fans, right? And they're way more picky when it comes to releases like this. But they did the rollout totally opposite. They started giving you like these like tier lists of what, what you could buy, nickel diming you. Yet Sonic Frontier's giving you free DLC. It's like the total opposite. It almost feels like that audience would be more open to being nickel nickel and dimed for little things right. than the retro fans, right? Right. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, I mean fun. good pick. I agree with you. It it it's a shame, but honestly, I think the game in the state that it's in right now is good. I'd, I'd recommend it to people. Uh, I had David on a couple of weeks ago, and he, he said the same. It's like, you know, if if you're a casual Sonic fan, pick it up. If you are a hardcore Sonic fan, you're going to have problems with it. But honestly, it's, it's the best thing out there. And, and I kind of concluded that the best thing that Sonic Origins does is brings Sonic 3 and Knuckles back into the fold. Like, I'm so glad that that game is back. And we're going to see it again. It's going to come back. I mean, the music's not perfect, but, you know, it is what it is. Uh, what do you think the, about the CRT filters they're saying in the comments? Oh, yeah. So let's check this out. Um, yeah, Elk, Big Elk, who's a writer for the site, says Origins also had a 
Shiite <laughs> shit CRT filter, even though Mania had a great filter. Yeah, that's a good point. There were a lot of things in this game that Mania had that, uh, I don't know, Origins just... Just a polish, could... right? Yeah, just a little bit of polish is mi missing there. Um, Patreon. We are on Patreon. You can support us there uh, at any tier. You can leave a comment. And on our Sega Talk show, which is a different show, you can leave your memories at the end. But for this one, I reached out to our Patreon pals, and this is what they had to say. So their favorite Sega or Atlas games of 2022 were Daniel Andres saying, Sonic Frontiers, absolutely. I also got to finish Bayonetta 1 for the first time, if that counts. And then we have Nicholas Schaefer here saying, Unfortunately, my most anticipated game of the year, Sonic Origins, fell short on delivery. So... I'm going to go with the Sega Genesis Mini 2. The lineup is amazing because it's filled with games that normally don't come in collections or re-releases. It was not what... Oh, it was not what... Oh, he's saying it's not what he expected the next mini console to be, but it was a welcome surprise. So, yeah, that was... A, uh, were you surprised by the Mini 2? I mean, we'll talk more about it, but... Yeah, it, it's it's... It's an interesting set of releases with a lot of games that I didn't think they like. Kind of like really did double down on everything they that the other one was lacking that people said was at least. So yeah, yeah, yeah. But good pick, Nick. Good pick, Nick. Picnic. Hmm. Uh, <laughs> next up, we actually have a guest joining us remotely via video, pre-recorded message. Uh, I'll I'll let him speak for himself. Hello, um, this is Sonic Yoda from SegaDriven.com and uh, Barry has kindly asked me to uh, let you know what my favourite Sega game of 2022 is. Uh, I'm going to pick Sonic Frontiers, which I know is not a particularly uh, exciting choice, but honestly it really uh, blew away my expectations. I think all the pre-release footage and we saw of the game really did not live up to the quality we were expecting from a new 3D Sonic game. and. When it actually came out and you know people were actually starting to preview the thing uh, we all started to realize that actually it's a really great playing game with awesome controls and a lovely sense of exploration and just a lot to do um, yeah I was very surprised by Sonic Frontiers I think it is probably one of the best 3D Sonic games we've had in quite a, a long time now and um, I definitely want to see more of that style of Sonic game going forward I think a direct sequel would be a good bit of uh, fun I'd like to see them build on the core mechanics that they put down for a sort of explorative 3D Sonic adventure. Um, and yeah, really go to town on that and uh, really expand that for another game. So yeah, I thought Sonic Frontiers was a fantastic thing, really blew away my expectations, was not expecting much from it. And um, yeah, it's, it's a really fun playing, really great controlling game that I was not expecting from a 3D Sonic game in this day and age. So thank you to Sonic Yoda for sharing his thoughts. And jumping over to the Segabits Discord, we are on Discord. You can go over to segabits.com and click that little Discord box so you can chat with us. It's really, it's the future. It's Discord. Uh, we have uh, our community there. They shared what their favorite games were of 2022. Sonicu said Sonic Frontiers. Roby said Sonic Origins. Ooh. Big Elk said Sonic Frontiers, and his runner-up was PSO2 
New Genesis, or NGS. I was New Genesis. Computer Wiz said Sonic Frontiers. Dakota, writer for the site, also said Sonic Frontiers. Grand Tactician comes in, finally bringing Atlas to the table, which is why it's in the title there. We always kind of pass over Atlas as we do these shows, but we got to mention it. They didn't it have a big release, though. They didn't have a big release, yeah, but... um. Grand Tactician picked 13 Sentinels Aegis Rim, which uh, was ported to the Switch. So it's mm-hmm. not new, but they cited a uh, fantastic story and characters, phenomenal art direction. Uh, they also cited uh, Soul Hackers 2. Have you played that one? Oh, I actually have it. I bought it a couple of months ago. I haven't played it yet. I've been trying to get through that Jedi Fallen Order. I'm in the last boss with that cheap one move kill basically <laughs> that she has so i'm like okay cool right was this a star wars <laughs> podcast george sorry but yeah. uh but yeah so soul hackers 2 it's a shin megumi tensai spinoff right mm-hmm. i believe so it's yeah blue, so um yeah it's a sequel to an old game that came out like a decade ago or pl- more yeah yeah but they cite uh intriguing narrative and classic turn-based combat we have Berto coming in here who does those uh, amazing lists on the forums, and he picked Sonic Frontiers, and then Akiat picked Kaito DLC for Lost Judgment. So, yeah, did you play through all of that DLC for Lost Judgment? I, I did. It's not as long as I thought it was. I actually started getting kind of addicted to the... I got, I got really addicted to the Lost Judgment grind. Like, yeah. there's this, like, system that is built into these Yakuza games. And once you know you have to go do this in this section of the map, fight this guy and get this item, and then, you know, you just bait hours start melting away in those games. But, yeah, I enjoyed it. I, I thought it was really well done. How long would you say it takes to play? 15, maybe 10 to 15 hours, which is kind of oh, short wow. for a Yakuza game because, like, Lost Judgment is, like, what, 30 two hours if you beat the story but it's you know, dlc it, it's like a side story right right it's a side story yeah makes me wonder he, what that um that yakuza side story is going to be like remember that one it's um like what what uh what's going on during yakuza 7 oh yeah that's going to be a full game most likely i feel like right like it's going to yeah. be like 30 hours with a bunch of mini games in the background but it's got what did they call it is it gaiden like it's like <laughs> yeah it's yeah. funny cuz the naming con- on that kind of reminds me of game gear titles back in the day where they were like fantasy star gaiden you know right. side story or shining force the one we just talked about yeah exactly movie. uh yeah so um let's talk about our runners runners ups for favorite sega game of 2022 so up on the screen here i am showing the mega drive mini 2 I was on the fence about picking that. I honestly, I'd consider it a new game, like it's it's hardware. But what I really yeah. love about it is, I don't know, like it. I I see a lot of people who look at these mini consoles and they're like, oh, I gotta hack that. I gotta put every game on that. But it's like, dude, you can go and you can get an EverDrive and have every game on original hardware, or you can get a, a Mega SD. You know, like. There's options out there. You don't need to hack this thing. What I love about this is that it's it's M2 and Sega staff, people who have been there since the beginning, people who have actually worked on these games, 
going through the library, picking out games that they believe are important or notable and presenting it to you. And so it's this curated collection of games that highlight, like, you know, to be fair, you've got to, like, be a super nerd. And you've got to, like, uh, read, like, Japanese translated interviews where they talk about these things. But, like, they'll, they'll say, like, oh, we picked this game because there's a scaling effect that we really love. You know? And it's, like, <laughs> I don't know. It's just yeah. super nerdy stuff like that I just love. It's like when movie studios do those like collections where it's like these notable films are in this collection and you're like, well, I'm going to put my favorite films in there too. It's like, yeah, cool. <laughs> right. but yeah, it's like, that's not the point of this release. Right, exactly. And right. what I love about it too is that M2 would put in these like games they tinkered with on the side. Like there's a locomotive game and there's that little uh, tricycle game. And mm. there's just, there's a lot of like first releases here, which is really exciting as well as like, and I'm talking about the Mega Drive Mini Japanese model specifically, there's a like Sega quiz game that is just dying to be translated. Uh, there are a lot of uh, Mega CD titles that aren't on the American one, such as the RPG titles that sadly can't make it over, like Lunar, uh, just because of rights holders in America. But a favorite of mine, actually, was the Wonder Mega Collection Game Garden, which is like a demo CD that came with the Wonder Mega. And it's just like a little compilation of mini games, like uh, Flicky's there, and there's um, Air Hockey. It's just, it's goofy, but I love that it's there. So, yeah, that's that's one of the runners-ups. The second one I want to call out is Fantasy Star Online 2 New Genesis. Now, we did mention that. A little earlier there. And what I love about this is that it it's like within the original game. It doesn't replace the original game. I've never seen a game do that before. Like typically they're like close the servers down. Like I, I don't know, George, you're you're more into like these sorts of online games, right? Right. I, I played a few and most of them you know, they just kept their servers up and running the same exact graphics, even though it, like the game's super old. Right. Usually, they don't do makeovers. I think it's very rare for an MMO to do that, where they like update all the graphics for everything. They usually just move on to another game. Right, right. So, I mean, I I give them credit for keeping the old game alive, still updating it, but focusing on new Genesis. Uh, from what I played, it's fun. It's uh, you know, it's different. It's faster. It's it's more. It's bigger. I think Sega's actually um, kind of missing out on promoting the game alongside Sonic Frontiers because I feel like if fans love Sonic Frontiers and have never played PSO, uh, New Genesis is basically Sonic Frontiers but like ultra RPG futuristic like you know like all of these pso2 fans were seeing frontiers and they were like hey that's 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 new genesis you know like to the point where right. people actually thought frontiers was running on some sort of like new genesis engine which it wasn't i don't think it even no. shared much of its team but it's it is interesting that new genesis is very very frontiersy in my eyes um so george are you ready and actually, we had the same pick. This surprised me. But oh, we had well, the same pick. I, I have a, I do have one thing to say that uh, about the mini, the mini two. 
Go for I it. I actually really also like that they use Sega CD games on this one, and I do like the Shining Force CD compilation on it because it's that I've never owned it, so this is the first time I actually get to play it in my home. Because it's kind of hard. I never really uh, pirate uh, Sega CD games. I always think there's going to be something a little off about them, like the sound or something. So I get a little weird about it. But I'm going to play this this time on this. I don't know if it's perfect emulation, though. So how's that? It's good. I mean, I think it's really good emulation. In fact, uh, talking about the Mini 2 real quick, it's, I think, the only home port of the original original Sonic CD like uh, like oh, really? issues and all you know what i mean like all of the uh what was one of the thing they they hand drew uh in pixel graphics the end animation with Sonic and and Amy and all of that and on later releases they actually have the cell animation there so this is the only way that you get to see that original artistry at work it also has um Sonic talking which he doesn't do in uh, Sonic Origins when he goes, "Hop out of here," you know. Who was the actor that did that? It was a woman, I think. Oh, okay. Hop out of here. Hop <laughs> out of here. It's kind of Michael Jacksony. Uh, so, okay, are you ready for the George and Berry's pick? Yes, I gotta hear yes. yes. All right, here we go. This is a big one. I wonder. Our favorite Sega game of 2022 is Genshin Impact. Genshin Impact. Now, I know this is a weird pick, but hear me out. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just joking. No, we're not doing Genshin Impact. All right. Okay. Our favorite game of 2022 is... Sonic Frontiers. Sonic Frontiers. Of course it is. Of course. Come on. What else were we going to pick? So, right. George, what what do you have to say about Sonic Frontiers that hasn't already been said? <clears throat> I think Sonic Frontiers is a really good direction for the Sonic franchise. It has open world design that works. I think the best part of Sonic Frontiers is how they designed the open world and how well it works because you usually always go like, all right, Sonic Team's going to try something new. Oh, man, I'm a little scared here because they sometimes screw up, right? It's always like this one new thing they added and you're like, should have focused on polishing the, the rest of the game. So very surprised that the open world works so well. There's so much things to do. Um, the boss battles were pretty epic. They went all anime in. Um um, what else was did I? Oh, I really do like how the story ties into uh, Sonic Adventure, and some of the way that the characters interact with each other. I thought was really well done, com- considering how bad it was on Sonic Forces. Oh God, yeah. So, yeah, that's yeah. What I no, I I, I I agree with everything you said. I really loved how the story truly felt like a Sonic Adventure three, even if it wasn't Sonic Adventure three. I mean, I, I've long said, like, if you're going to make a Sonic Adventure 3, uh, you know, if it doesn't have Chow, fine. If it doesn't have an overworld, like, uh, uh, Adventure Fields, fine, because Sonic Adventure 2 didn't have that. But one of the things it really needs to do is tie back into the story with chaos, 
with the Master Emerald, like something there, Gerald Robotnik, Shadow, like you got to go back to that story. And I never thought they would. And one of my favorite parts in this game is the um, the fourth island where it's empty. Mm-hmm. There's no enemies. There's no items. And you're the just... Towers? Yeah, with the towers. And like some people it might say, amazing. oh, that's... That's filler. That, But what it reminded me no. of, and I'm a huge, huge Fantasy Star Online fan. Absolutely love Fantasy Star Online. There are moments in that game. Because, you know, when you're on when you're on the Pioneer 2, you're safe. When you go down to, what is it, Raggle? Raggle? Raggle Rock? Fraggle Rock? Ragul, yeah, yeah. yeah. Ragul, ra- Gabagoo. Um, you're constantly Gabagool. on guard. There's no safe area. And then when you get to a certain point in the game, there's no enemies. It's just you're walking around. It's kind of freeing, but it's also kind of uh, eerie because you're like, what's going to happen? Why is no one here? And that's what I really loved about that fourth island. And then I started to, every single time I got to the top of a tower, it would show me a cutscene. And no one's, I mean, people are talking about it, but not to the point where they're like freaking out. And I think they should be. These are huge story points. Like, in the 30-plus right. years of Sonic the Hedgehog, they're like, here's where the emeralds come from. Here's where chaos comes from. Aliens, you know? Here, I, right, I can... Right, Aliens. Aliens. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know? Like, it's it's big. It's like big, epic, lore, canon shit dropping in Frontiers. And I just love that moment. And then when you go back to that final island... um. Sure, it kind of feels like the first one, but there's right, a lot of does. new elements that I really liked. I like that muddy area. Remember that? It's like a little yeah. muddy swampy. Uh, I was wondering if Shrek might show up. That would be kind of fun little crossover moment. But um, and and Sage helping her in the last island. Like again, it wasn't right. perfect. I, it did feel like they were kind of rushing it, um, or not rushing it, but like they ran out of assets for her. But let's be on- let's be honest, like. When we were kids, Sonic Adventure on the Dreamcast was probably one of the best games we ever played at that moment, right? Yeah. And even back then, people knew it had problems. And Sonic Frontiers has problems, but I think it's a good building block for a future of the franchise. I don't think anyone's like, you know what I mean? We could all say, oh, they repeated this. They had the towers. I did wish that they had the towers in the middle of other of the the other three maps and i do feel like they felt like they had to add two more maps when they didn't have to and maybe the third map could have been you know unique i didn't mind them having four maps but five i think was stretching it yeah but that's just me being nit- nitpicky but still great game and if i was a kid today playing this game it would be uh, an incredible experience that i remember forever yeah for and sure. it's not done yet like we've got a whole right. year of content the Sonic, the the little uh, Santa outfit was cute. It wasn't a big deal, um, but I it think it was epic. It was Sonic, epic. Son, uh, Santa Sonic is back from the art, the artwork from the Christmas. Ah, artwork. Santa Sonic, and then he rips his mask <laughs> yeah. off, and it's right, Segata exactly. Sanchiro, and he beats a bunch of kids up. Uh, no, but I mean the the extra content coming out soon is going to be really exciting. Uh, off the top of my head, there's going to be a camera mode. Uh, extra music so you can like probably play classic sonic music on the islands or maybe mix it up and listen to like cyberspace stage music in uh the main stages um i mean the biggest one is is the last one right well the last one yeah well the second one looks interesting i think the open zone challenges could be fun like 
I honestly that's think true. one of the things that's kind of missing is like you run, just you're just running around and then you just run through like a, a, a circle and then all of a sudden you have to like do a race. Like I wish, I, I guess after you complete all the mysteries on the island, there aren't a lot of challenges. They're all gone. You know what I mean? Mm, so I right. really like these challenges to be there and not be completed and disappear. So that's what I think it's going to be to give a little more life to the game as you're running around. Uh, but yeah, you mentioned playable characters and new story is going to be update three and they show Tails, Knuckles, and Amy. So, you know, yeah. yeah. I, I have a feeling that the rumor that you're going to play as them what they're doing while you're talking to them. Remember they're like having their own story in the background and then you kind of jump in and have conversations with them while they're doing their story in their adventure. And I think it's going to be what they're doing when Sonic is doing his thing in Sonic Fortress for frontiers. Yeah. I'd, I'd hope that's not the case. I hope it's not just cyberspace stages, but then again, on that graphic, they all have the cyberspace sort of thing. So it could end up just being cyberspace stages with like Tails, Knuckles, and Amy, but maybe new ones. Uh, maybe Sage be cool. will be playable. I don't know. It'd be cool to be like a sneak peek at what Tails, Knuckles, and Amy could play in the next game. Like a sneak peek. Like you, these are small levels where you play as these characters, and then there's a little cutscene in the end of these levels, and then short, and you get a little taste. To kind of tease Frontiers Two or another release, <laughs> Frontiers like F R O N Two, right? I E R S. They could they could do that like Megan. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so good pick. I mean, it was my pick. It's your pick, so it's a good pick. Um, what are you looking forward to the most this year from Sega? What game? What event? Anything? Every every Yakuza game coming out. Um, they've been teasing. Atlas has been teasing that they're going to be showing off new games. They're coming out in 2023. They supposedly have, I think, three big games. Uh, one game that I've been dying to uh, play, not even play, just to see what it looks like, is that re fantasy game that we've been covering for like five years. Oh my god! They've been. It's supposed to be their fantasy game, and they haven't yeah. really done shown anything besides like a, like a weird teaser that was like five minutes long that showed nothing so i want to see that for sure cool yeah i'm looking forward to more yakuza i'm looking forward to sonic taking a little break though i'd like to see a physical release of origins with like fixes and new games added i think that would be a big win for them and then the knuckles series i hope that happens i haven't heard anything about it i hope it hasn't quietly been canceled but Sonic makes the money, so I can't see it. Maybe it's going to be like completely Sega made, like those shorts we got. Uh, mm. The short with the second movie. So we'll see. That's all speculation. But you want to read some of the comments before we uh, if we're going to head out? Yeah, sure. Um, so we've got uh, Big Elk saying some big stuff here. Uh, I believe he's talking uh, Frontiers here. I'm obsessed with those new vocal songs from the Titan fights. They kick so much ass, and there's so many amazing fan covers, so it's great that everyone loves them. Roby says, hello. <laughs> hello. Nice. Nice. Hard-hitting. <laughs> and then uh, Big Elk again says, they're not adding music as far as we know. You're thinking of the jukebox mode. Okay, so it's like sound mm. test probably. And you know that makes sense. They probably held off on adding that until the soundtrack's released. 
because they didn't want people like ripping it, <laughs> you know, and you know, like Sega's got to make their oh, money. What do you think about the second wave of uh, Takashi uh, promised content for 2023? I think it's going to be. I, I feel like they have a surprise for us. I think they know now what fans want. I'm really hoping All Stars uh, Racing comes back, but there has been rumors of a fighting game. I don't know if you Ooh. saw that. There's this uh, company that is in the past made a fighter and they are hiring and they are doing a, a project for Sega. So maybe Sega moved away from uh, uh, Sumo and now they're wearing red sunglasses. Uh, are you? Is this, the, is this like the post-credits scene? Are you going to reveal something? I am. I'm about to reveal that. No. Um, (laughs) not revealing anything. These are my, just my glasses, my reading glasses. No, that's cool. Um, so yeah, but, um, I'm, I mean, maybe Azuka's surprise is that he's going to visit every house of someone who bought Frontiers and like personally thank them. Did you see the video where the Valve did that with, I mean, it was like a fake PR stunt. I doubt he did it with everyone, but he went and didn't like deliver the Steam Deck. Like, can you imagine them doing that? That'd be horrible. Can you imagine the type of Sonic fans they randomly ran, run into? <laughs> that would be great. Oh, God. That would oh, be God. great. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, that just about does it for this Segabit Swing and Report show live. Um, I have a, another episode cooking for next month. I'm going to bring my friend Steve back, I think. And we're going to talk more Sega Pico. In fact, we are... Uh, Thinking of, I'm, I'm thinking of going through the Pico Library, and it, it's going to be quirky. It's going to be fun. I'm looking forward to it. Um, but yeah, that just about does it. We'll see you next week on Sega Talk. We have Thunderblade, so you can uh, get in your helicopter and and be safe with us. So that about does it. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for coming. <laughs> Thanks, George, <laughs> for coming. <laughs> No Bye. problem. I love... <laughs> we should do these more often, I think. Yeah, it's fun doing them. New Year's resolution. All right, well, let's play the outro music. I picked this for you. Hey, baby. I want to show you something. I want to show you... We'll see you next time. Bye.
open my heart.